Shalom, shalom. Welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Builders of Faith. We're living life in the spirit. Hallelujah. What a great day it is today as we worship the King of Kings. But we also recognize what's going on in the world around us. And Father, we just call out, Father, for your hand of deliverance at this time. It's a great day to be in your presence, but it's also a tragic day in the nations of the world today. But I was talking about this letter, so I created this letter, a letter of hope, and it really has been a blessing to uh, see what the Father did with that letter, how we got to minister to people and share with people and just bring hope to people in tough places. But this last 24 hours, I've been pressing in and saying, Father, is there anything that we need to be doing? And one of the things the Father really spoke to me about, uh, especially after watching uh, Hannah's post on Shabbat, where she posted about the woman in uh, Charlotte, they were all outside the abortion clinic protesting that uh, the abortion clinics were open, saying, why are these open? You know, this is ridiculous. And just standing in the gap and seeking to minister to people that were seeking abortions. And it really impacted me uh, beyond what I would have expected. It just, uh, I was weeping. I'm just like, Father, you know, this is what it's about. How are we touching the hearts of those in need um, and as I was pressing in, asking the Father, is there anything we can do? I was watching the reports. You know, we did a thing the other day on, you know, uh, spiritual health. We're talking about what's our spiritual health like. And the reason I was doing that is, you know, you're watching the news. And during this lockdown, we're not just dealing with people coming into hospital and trying to deal with the coronavirus, but we're also dealing with people's mental health state and how people are feeling and coping with life. And uh, it really, you know, started to impact me. And then uh, last night, they were talking about domestic violence on the increase and just lack of uh, resources, uh, not having enough resources to deal with the uh, amount of uh, women and children in danger. And um, that just kept me in intercession last night and when I got up this morning and I sent some messages last night to organizations uh, that are linked here in Israel, uh, a few organizations. And I just said, listen, you know, we have a center here, a nine bedroom center. And what can we do to help? Can we provide uh, shelter and safe haven to those in need? Well, uh, the good news is uh, there is a, a group that is checking with the welfare department if something like this is possible. And, you know, out of, out of um, crisis and out of these things, you don't know what the Father is going to lead us into and the steps into. But I just want to be available for, for the work of the Spirit. I want to... Uh, look at how we are ministering to the brokenhearted and those in danger and those in need. So anyway, keep us in prayer right now because um, over this next uh, four or five days, uh, excuse me, I hope that we will see uh, a door opening 
for us to to minister to those experiencing uh, domestic violence and providing shelter uh, for those in need. So I want you to start praying about it. I'm sharing with, with you about it tonight, even though we haven't got these things finalized. But the reason I want you to pray about it is, you know, I want to lay the foundation that the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, can really move in on this and uh, open up the doors for us to minister to the brokenhearted. That's what we want to see, you know. And, you know, as I'm looking at um, what's happening in this community, you know, we, we have a separate property and things that we can manage this, uh, uh, this type of crisis. But it's also looking at how, how can we be involved with organizations within the community uh, that are dealing uh, with people in difficult places. It could be how are we feeding the poor? Um, can we minister to widows? Uh, can we reach those in danger? You know, these are things I just want to challenge us all with at this time during this lockdown. Yes, we've got to stay at home to protect uh, others, but also, you know, we've got to recognize that, uh, you know, this is an opportunity that we have to minister to the brokenhearted. So anyway, stand with me in prayer, and I'm standing with you in prayer as well, and what the Father is doing within your communities. And um, yeah, let's see what unfolds. I want to see the testimonies of the Holy Spirit rise up in this time as we minister. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yeah, what a blessing in the Holy Spirit. What a blessing it is to be in his presence, to walk together. It's not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. Like I said, this is a great time of year because we're coming into Passover. So what are we doing is we're getting to the place where we are asking the Father really to test our hearts over the things that we are doing. Um, that we are walking in the ways of the Holy Spirit and doing what the Father has called us to do. Okay, um, right. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, that we can... Oh, look, before we pray, do you see who that is over there? That's uh, Joey Jack Russell, man. He's just chilling out with me today. We're having like a man's night tonight. So that's pretty cool having the Kelev, the dog over here, Kelev in Hebrew. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this night. We thank you that we can come into your presence to receive from you. We come, Father, to recognize that in this night in history, it was a night of betrayal. But what the enemy thought he was doing was really setting up the son of Elohim for greatness. And we thank you, Father, for this season. We rejoice. And Father, we recognize that we have a, a, a plague uh, pandemic in the nations going on right now. And we just want to come to submit our lives to you right now. We thank you that we can proclaim your scripture, your word that you've given us, the manual to our life. Thank you for this manual. Thank you for the words of truth that your word... Um, 
is a lamp unto our feet, that your word leads and guides us. And we pray, Father, that as we speak forth your word tonight, that you will inspire us, encourage us by the Spirit, that you'll bring supernatural transformation into our lives. And, and Father, we're not going into a teach mode, we're just going into a proclamation mode and a time of prayer, Father, that we can have times where we teach, and that's good, but there is times when we just need to declare the word, proclaim the truth of Yehovah, and see the victory in Messiah. So, Father, we just want to come tonight, and we just say we love you, we worship you. I thank you, Father, that you are aligning more and more people, especially this year, to the importance of following the feasts. And, you know, I pray, Father, that you will take the blindfold off people's eyes, that they'll realize that what we have been doing with things like Christmas and Easter are, are not what you have required us to do. And, Father, as we are dealing with the, the leaven within our life, the sins within our life, we ask, Father, that you supernaturally deliver us from paganism, that you set us free from the lies of Catholicism, and you bring us back to your love, to your ways, so, so that we can walk in the purity of the Spirit. Father, we want to follow the Messiah and the steps that he walked. We want to walk where he walked. As many people said, what would Yeshua do? What would Jesus do? Well, Father, we know that he would follow your instructions, and that's exactly what he taught us to do. And help us, Father, at this time of year to unravel all of the lies and the things that have been spoken into our lives, especially concerning Ishtar, Easter. We ask, Father, that you will bring the body of Messiah in a greater measure back to Passover. And, Father, we just want to say we forgive the people who have told the Christian church that it's the feast of the Jews, and, and, and you don't have to do these feasts, but if you just want to identify with the Jews, that's okay. Father, we forgive them for that error in teaching. That is not what the Scripture says. It is not the feast of the Jews. That's mistranslation. It's the feast of the Lord. It is God's feast. And we ask, Father, that you will restore your feasts back to the body of Messiah so that we can be effective for the kingdom, walking in your ways and proclaiming your truth. We need, we need to be aligned with you. This is prophecy being fulfilled. The alignment of the body of Messiah is prophecy being fulfilled. We have to be lined up in line with what the Father is saying. This is the hour. This is the day. So we yield to you, Father, and we thank you. We commit this time to you. I don't know what we're going to talk about, what's going to happen here, other than the importance of what a servant your son was and what he has done within our lives. And we just want to come to yield to you as we just proclaim this chapter in uh, the book of John, chapter 13. So, Father... Hallelujah, we worship you. Thank you for every family represented here tonight, for every person that is tuning in, for those who will watch this on YouTube, those who will watch this later. We just want to say we appreciate you. You are loved and precious in the sight of Yehovah. Do not believe the lies of the enemy if some of you are going through tough times in this lockdown period. Get your strength from the presence of Yehovah. We speak the strength of the Lord over you right now. And I ask you, Father, that you equip us for such a time as this. And we ask this in Yeshua's name. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So we will rejoice. We will rejoice in him. But we talk about rejoicing, but, you know, this is the last day before we come to Pesach, before, before we come to Passover. And, you know, if we're rejoicing, we're rejoicing because we are dealing with our lives in line with the scripture. Father, line us up with your word. Bring us to the place where we are lining up with your word. And just as we see what happened with Simon Peter, you know, when Yeshua is trying to minister to him, he's like, no, no, no. And and all of a sudden, Yeshua spoke the word of alignment to him. And that's what we're going to read in uh, this portion of scripture. But we give you permission to speak words of alignment into our life. If some of you are watching, it's quite foreign to think what the Passover is something that every believer should be doing. Yes, we should be doing Passover. It's the high Sabbath, Thursday, Wednesday night to Thursday is a high Sabbath. We're not to do any work. We're meant to stop and come aside with him the first day of unleavened bread. We're meant to get the leaven out of our homes. That's right. So if you're watching right now, why do we do this? It's, it's important. So, well, you know, Yeshua, he's died. He's rose from the dead. Yeah, well, you, I've got this little thing biting me here. <sighs> you know, Middle East bugs. Uh, <laughs> You know, Yeshua, you know, you died, you paid the price for me. Uh, you know, so now you've died, now you've risen. Maybe it's a flea off the dog. I hope it's not a flea off the dog because it's chewing on my ear. <laughs> anyway, coming back to the word, hallelujah. <laughs> yes, we're not having the plague of the gnats. Yeah, we speak freedom to that right now. We're not going to be walking in the plagues. We're going to be free from having uh, uh, getting chewed out by gnats. Hallelujah. So what we're talking about, well, Yeshua, he's risen from the dead. You know, he has fulfilled the spring feast. Hallelujah. That's why we rejoice at this time of the spring feast. Why? Because Yeshua is the Lamb of Elohim. What did John the Baptist say? Behold, not just hello, here is the Lamb. Behold, take note, every person at the sound of my voice. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Hallelujah. Maybe we'll just go and proclaim that right now. You might be tuning in right now thinking, what is it uh, with uh, this Yeshua? You know, if you're Jewish and you're watching right now, then I want to encourage you. You must inquire of who Yeshua of Nazareth is. He is the Messiah. Hallelujah. So, yeah, let's just follow what the Spirit is saying here. You know, let's just get in line with what is happening uh, by the Spirit so that we get uh, this together. <clears throat> Where are we at here? Mm hmm. Okay, I'm just going to read Matthew chapter 3. We're just going to start this, and then we're going to get to John chapter 13. Okay, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. 
Johannan's uh, clothes were made of camel hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locust and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and from the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized. This is one of the problems I have with rabbinic Judaism. They want to teach the Jewish people today that you don't have to confess your sins. But let me tell you something. If you're Jewish and you're watching this broadcast, I want to encourage you. You go back and look at the Tanakh and you will see so much reference of the importance of confessing your sins. Repentance. We need to come to Teshuvah, to turn around, to come back to where the Father has called us to be. So the people are confessing their sins. They were mikvahed. That's the other word for baptized. They were mikvahed by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was mikvahing, baptizing. <laughs> it's not the word mikvahing. I do like that word, mikvahing. Where he was doing his mikvahs. Uh, he said to them, you brood of vipers. Well, wait a second. You brood of vipers. Haven't we heard that statement being said before in Matthew chapter 12 when Yeshua addresses them? You brood of vipers. Who warned you to flee from this coming wrath? There's a coming wrath. Who warned you to flee from this coming wrath? Listen, since the fall of Adam, the sin factor has been in the earth and we need redemption. We need transformation. And, you know, I'm going to preach the gospel tomorrow, by the way. I'm going to start dealing with the foundations of the gospel. So we're not going to go there. Well, we're, of course, we're going to go there tonight, but we're not going to go to the roots and bring it all the way forward. But I'll talk more about uh, um, uh, produce fruit and keep with repentance. Oh, who warned you of the coming wrath? Okay. Yeah, we'll come back to that in a minute. Produce fruit and keep it with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. Now, this is powerful of what he's saying. Don't think that you can say to yourselves, self-delusionment, self-deception, just speak to yourself. And this is another problem we have with the faith movement. You think, well, you just name it and claim it. Listen, it's not just about naming it and claiming it. You need to come into the presence of God to you receive his word. And when you receive his word, that's the word you name and that's the word you proclaim. We speak forth his word. We don't just run around naming and claiming it. Red Ferrari, red Ferrari. No, you're not getting a red Ferrari. No, because we're called to be servants. Let's be kingdom minded. Hallelujah. You say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. And I tell you that out of these stones, Elohim can raise up children for Abraham. Then this is verse 10. The axe is already at the root of the tree and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Hallelujah. This is a word for us as well and the importance of our lives as well. Father, we want to be those who are producing good fruit because we see in John chapter 15 that uh, Yeshua talks about the importance of the good fruit. We, he is the vine, we are the branches. If you are not bearing fruit... If we're not bearing fruit, showing ourselves to be disciples of Yeshua, those branches will be cut off and thrown into the fire. There is a responsibility for us to walk in faith and to live our life in faith. We are called to produce fruit. 
you know, you can't produce fruit getting in a ball going, oh, I'm trying to produce fruit. No, we produce fruit by receiving the word, receiving instruction, receiving our anointing, receiving our calling, receiving the gifts, accepting the things that he has for us. Obviously, we are born of the Spirit first, yeah? And then we are looking at how do we apply what the Father is doing within our lives to this generation? How do we become doers of the word? It's not just about us speaking the word. Are we doing the word? This is what brings forth the fruit, doing the word. This is what we're doing tonight. We're encouraging each other in the word. We're stirring each other up in the holy faith. We're coming in line with the feasts of Yehovah to proclaim his promise. We, we're standing together to say, look, there is many people all over the world that are coming back to the feasts of the Lord. I hear so many testimonies of people who have woke up to the importance of the, the Sabbath being Saturday, um, the feasts, and no one's even preached to them. No one's even told them. They've just just been, you know, you know I'll never forget. I uh, can't remember her name. It'll come to me in a second. Forgive me if you're watching in Canada. Um, she she woke up, this uh, lady, a great woman, a leader and uh, teacher down there. She woke up one morning. It was a Saturday morning. She's just sitting reading her Bible with her cup of coffee in her bed. And the Holy Spirit says, today is my Sabbath. And that's the word that changed her life. That's the word that brought her into following the true biblical Sabbath and not the, the, ones, uh, the ones set by the Catholic Church, Sun Worship Day. The Father's bringing his people back. He's got a great way of doing it. If you're watching and you're being challenged in these things, I want to encourage you. Let's get back to the Word. Let's look at what the Scriptures say. If these are lasting ordinances, if these are forever, which part of forever don't we understand? Do we know what forever means? Forever? Forever? Forever and ever? <laughs> Forever, never, amen. Forever, hallelujah. Forever is forever. You can't get half of forever. Yeah, it's still forever. That's right, hallelujah. The axe is already at the root of the tree, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you, I mikvah you with water for repentance. Hallelujah. But after me will come the one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will mikvah you. He will baptize you with the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, and with fire. Hallelujah. So what do, uh, you know, we see the different types of baptisms within the scripture that are very important as, uh, as we see uh, here. We see that Yohanan, he is the one baptizing with repentance, but Yeshua is coming to mikvah with the Holy Spirit and with fire, two additional baptisms. So we have the baptism of repentance, we have the baptism of salvation, uh, we have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we have the baptism of fire, and then we have the baptism of suffering. That's what we see that Paul teaches us, the mikvah of suffering, five mikvahs. 
that go on. And guess what? These are not things that just happen on a one-off basis. And this is important for us to realize, you know, we come under that washing. You know, some people think, well, you know, I've accepted Yeshua. Now I'm going to be baptized. Yes, hallelujah. You need to be baptized. We need to die a Messiah and rise again because he is risen. We leave the old life behind and we are walking into the new. We're making a declaration. It's a burial. That's the importance of the mikvah. It's the burial. It's saying to the flesh, you are finished. So how could we ever be in a situation where we have to deal, deal with counseling, dealing with the past? Because we're not seeing people supernaturally delivered from what has gone on before. And look, this is what we see in the wilderness, the 40 years in the wilderness, where the Father is testing us. Are you, you've come through this mikvah, you've come through this baptism of the Red Sea. Now you've got to come to the place of belief. You've got to come and start producing fruit. You've got to follow me. You've got to walk in my ways and capture what, uh, what the Father has to say to you at this time. A pillar of cloud by day, fire by night, protection, manna from heaven, all the blessings, the Sabbath. You know, we read it the other day from the book of Deuteronomy. I will test you in these things. Hallelujah. So, uh, you, the Messiah, the one who's coming after uh, John the Baptist, he will make for you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear the threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Only that which belongs to him will survive. This is what we're talking about, producing fruit. This is all about producing fruit. I am the vine, you are the branches. That's what Yeshua says. I am the vine, you are the branches. Hallelujah. Father, we want to produce fruit. We proclaim over our lives that we are fruitful for your kingdom. Father, will you use us in a mighty way? And as we come round this season, this feast time, as we come to feast with you in the midst of global chaos, we ask for a mighty outpouring of your spirit that the assignments of Satan will be destroyed, that, uh, that the principalities that set their face up against the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob will be broken. And we proclaim that over this Passover, over this time, we are proclaiming that the assignments of the principalities over our nations will be broken. And we say to this dis-ease, we say to this coronavirus, you will go in Yeshua's name. Why is it going to go? Because we are called to speak forth his word. The whole reason why we're going to see deliverance is not just with isolation and social distancing. The, the way we're going to see supernatural transformation is when the body of Messiah comes together and proclaims the name of Yeshua. We have authority in Yeshua, so we speak forth his name at this time. We declare this is the hour for us to proclaim to the principalities. We come against your assignments and what you have meant for death, what you have meant to steal and to kill and destroy. We come against you in the name of Yeshua, the Messiah, the risen one. We proclaim the victory in Messiah. We will not live in fear. We will live in faith and we will 
see deliverance over our countries in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up. Yep, I'm just warming up. Hallelujah. Hope you are too. Y'all doing good out there? Any thumbs up? Any yeses? Y'all doing good out there? A little bit of delay going on here. Okay. Where are we at? Then Yeshua came from Galilee to the Jordan to be mikvahed by Yohanan. But Yohanan tried uh, to... uh, deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you come to me. And what did Yeshua reply? He said, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. So here's Yeshua. He's got Johanan ben Zechariah, John the Baptist. He said, you know, I, I don't want to do this. Um, you know, I don't feel right about doing this because of who you are. And this is what we're going to see in contrast in John chapter 13 that we're going to go to in a second. Um, Why? Because we're going to see the importance of the scripture of Peter and the washing of the feet and what happens there. So as as soon as Yeshua was mikvahed, he went up out of the water and at that moment, heaven was opened and they saw the spirit of Elohim descend on him like a dove lighting on him and the voice from heaven said this is my son whom I love in him I am well pleased hallelujah hallelujah so we just worship you father and we proclaim your promises at this time we just release your victory that uh that let it be so now it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness i want to proclaim this let it be so now that the body of messiah comes back to follow in the feasts let it be so now that the body of messiah will come together and follow the feasts of yahovah i believe it's going to release a supernatural power in our faith walk in our testimony it's going to bring supernatural transformation to our lives you think the glory of god the power of god and what he's doing in the world is awesome right now you know we are going from what glory to glory the closer we get to the end of time what are we dealing with this speeding up of destiny Uh, the closer we get to the end of the time faster things become our accuracy prophetically needs to be a lot closer than it was in past days because the greater speed you go the more accuracy you need the faster you go and i believe that we're moving into a time of a greater outpouring of uh, revival of um Uh, just you know a refreshing of the spirit transformation of the spirit and i'm proclaiming right now the glory of yahovah is coming to the land of israel in one of the greatest awakenings you could ever imagine this is the season for that to take place all right so now we're going to go to john chapter 13 and we're going to read there like i said look we're, we're just going to, we're, we're, we're in the business tonight of proclamation. There might be a couple of little teach things that come out of this. But, you know, my focus tonight, as we look at, this is the night 
of the betrayal of Judas of the Messiah. My focus tonight is that we'll come to the place and, and just purge our lives that one last time tonight and say, Father, is there things we need to deal with within our lives? Father, we want to stand in the gap of the brokenhearted. We want to stand in the gap of those who are in need. And Father, we stand in the gap for the domestic violence that's going on within our communities because of this global lockdown. And Father, if there's a way that you can use our center here in, in Israel to be a shelter and a safe haven, we ask, Father, you open the doors in these next few days. Do it, Father. We just ask you to do it. We make this place available. Hallelujah. Okay, John chapter 13. It was just before Passover feast. Yeshua knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. Hallelujah. The full extent of his love. The very fact that he laid down his life for his people. He laid down his life for the world. This is the full extent of love. That when we lay our lives down for others. Hallelujah. The evening meal was being served and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, the son of, of Simeon, to betray Yeshua. The devil had already prompted him. So what had been going on in Judas's life, you know, to get to this place? And this is why we have to be people who are meditating on the word. And what I love about the combination of how this chapter is made up. We watch the, the chronology of how things happen here. It really is amazing. Number one, we're sitting having a meal. We're in preparation for the feast and the meal is being prepared. Everything is being organized. We're meant to be coming together for this meal uh, in a place of unity and togetherness. And what's happening here? The devil has already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simeon, to betray Yeshua. Yeshua knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from Elohim. He was not concerned about who he was because of the works of Satan. Don't be concerned about who you are, your identity, just because of the attacks of the enemy. When other people are speaking uh, uh, evil of you, you know, look, have you ever had a Judas kiss? I'll never forget, you know, Haley and I and Hannah were in this fellowship uh, Oh, years ago. This is back um, uh, 16, 16 years ago, 17 years ago. We're in this fellowship and uh, this couple comes up to us, people who we have invested in, ministered into their lives. And this guy, uh, this, is, this is the only person, this is, you know, I maybe had a, a, a Lebanese man and a Jewish man have, have kissed me on the cheek. This is the only time that I can remember in America where a man came up to me and kissed me on the cheek. And he came up and he kissed me on the cheek in this fellowship after I spoke at this fellowship. And he thanked me for my ministry. And he said that the work of what God had been doing in and through our, our ministry and our family had blessed him so much. And he just spoke his appreciation. And he comes up, kisses me in the, on the cheek. And I thought, that's a little weird. You know, he's kissing me on the cheek. All right. 
You know, it wasn't 48 hours later that person was on a mission of slander against me, trying to destroy my ministry with three other couples, going to every extreme you could imagine to see if they could destroy the work of God within our life, if they could get to the place where they could uh, dry up the finances, get to the donors of our ministry, prevent those from uh, uh, being in relationship with us, that relationships would be severed, that this would be uh, a disaster and we would have to go back to the UK and would no longer live in the United States of America. This was a huge attack. You know, I, look, I've been through different attacks. You know, we're fighting court cases and we're dealing with challenges and, you know, we're being sued and we've got anti-missionary things coming against us and all those uh, things are happening around us. But in the midst of all of this, never let the enemy rob you of your identity. This is, I'm coming back to why I'm sharing this. Yeshua knew that the Father had put him, had put all things under his power and that he had come from Elohim and that he was returning to Elohim. So listen, when the attacks of the enemy, when that Judas kiss comes, we haven't had the kiss yet. All we're having is the betrayal. Uh, the devil is uh, dropping this into uh, uh, Judas Iscariot. Basically, he's prompting him. This is what you're going to do to portray, to betray the Messiah. But in the midst of betrayal, Yeshua's already set himself up. I am not going to be moved by this. I am not going to be moved by this. I want to tell you, don't allow your faith to break because of what man say. You know, we see bullying in childhood and schools and, uh, you know, bullying will take people to the place of suicide. We see it in abuse within marriages. We see it in families, the, the pushing down of another to the level where we will, where, where the goal is to destroy that person. If you don't recognize what this deceit of Satan is all about, it's, its number one priority is how do I destroy the core of who you are? I want to destroy the core of who you are. And maybe you're watching tonight and that's what you're going through. The enemy's trying to destroy the core of who you are. He's setting out false testimony against you, false witnesses and and. Uh, false assignments. You know, had someone call me up and said, if you were truly walking with God, why have you got all this attack? I'm like, what are you talking about? Don't you know what it's, it's, it means to be on the front line? If you're on the front line, guess what? You're going to see a lot more guns getting fired at you than if you're sitting back, you know, at the, at the, the training center working in the kitchens. You, you know, you know, in the environment you are in, we should expect opposition to the mission. I am not uh, 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 pushed off or, or um, discouraged from the, the mission that the Father's called me in just because of the assignments of what the enemy is trying to do. Yes, it can be painful. Yes, I think the greatest pain in the midst of what we are seeing here is we are seeing that Judas is someone uh, who Yeshua loves. 
He's invested in him. And here he comes to betray him. And just like that gentleman who walked up to me and he kissed me on the cheek after thanking me for the, the, the blessing of, of the impact that I had been in his family, I had been to his children, to his wife and, and uh, to, to his in-laws and, and uh, parents and the blessings and then all of a sudden to turn. How can someone turn so extreme? How can that happen? How can that take place? Well, we see it right here. The devil had already prompted Judas. Why? Because that person, even though they were around extreme faith, they were around the blessing, even though their lives had been challenged, had been changed, still the root of their heart was not to submit to the ways of Yehovah. Well, you know, I, I submit, I do the feasts and I follow the commandments. Oh yeah, you know, but do you know him? Are you walking in the spirit? Are you pressing in to receive instruction from Yehovah? Do you recognize when you're walking in error? If you're walking around and your your focus is how do I destroy another? And your your whole focus is to pull people down to slander them, to defame them on an ongoing basis and just to chase them around everywhere they go to destroy them, then watch out because the judgment of God is coming against you. You know, it was only a couple of years ago that in that fellowship where that person gave me that Judas kiss, I, you know, I, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, and the Holy Spirit said to me, I want you to go to that pastor because that pastor of that fellowship, he was a very close friend of mine. He, he actually said to me that I was one of the uh, you know, best people in his life. We could pray together. We could share our hearts together. We hit some golf balls together. That's always important, you know, getting on the golf course, hitting some golf balls. But, you know, it was the time of prayer. It was a time where we could come aside. He could share things with me that he didn't want to share with other people. And, you know, he could be vulnerable and I could be vulnerable with him and we prayed things through and it was just a real precious relationship with another uh, leader, you know, with another uh, uh, pastor, elder in the community. What a blessing it was. And um, the father said to me a few years back, I want you to go see him. I'm like, you know, it's Monday morning. He said, yeah, go right now. So I drive all the way up to where his fellowship is well it wasn't where it was back in the day you know this is years later um and i go back and, and i i go on the internet and i find the name of his church and where it is then i drive there i get there to this big church big glass building and everything i go all the way around i'm like look it's monday there's no one here and the holy spirit says drive around the back of the church so i drive around the back of the church and there is this car parked in a spot that has a, uh, you know, uh, it says pastor's uh, bay or whatever, uh, pastor's space. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Man, he's here. So I parked the car on this Monday morning and I, there's no doors open. And I'm going around trying to open doors and there's no doors open. Then I've got my hands on this like reflective glass, mirror glass. It's hard to see in. Then I see someone moving. And anyway, one of this panels of glass opens up this doorway, and um, here I am standing face to face with that pastor. And I said, hi, I said, I don't know if you remember me, it's Kenny Russell, you know, we walked together. We spent a lot of time together. I want to tell you something. I said, 
I never got to talk to you because you cut me off, and I don't believe you did it in a biblical manner, but I want to make this declaration to you. From that day to this day, I have served and worshipped God in every way that I know how, to be a witness and a testimony for his kingdom. And I have not faltered in my faith. And I've proclaimed his name faithfully to this generation. And I want to tell you, I forgive you for what you did against me, what you said against me. This is not the guy who gave me the Judas kiss. This is friends. This is people who should have been walking with me. Well, he said, Kenny, he said, wow. He said, I only came down to this church just for five minutes. This is the only window I'm here. And I said, no, the Holy Spirit told me you were here. I had to come and meet you. And I said, I I want you to know I forgive you. He said to me, I am so sorry for what I did against you. He said, all the people's lives who came against you are all messed up, screwed up, and didn't have good fruit within their lives. But because there was so many people coming against you, I thought those things had to be true. Instead of doing what was biblical and holding people biblically accountable, he just believed a lie that the plant that Hasatan had planted. And this is what Satan is all about. He wants to take you out. He wants to take you down. You know, I like to watch action movies. And what is all the action movies all about? It's about taking out the bad people and the bad people trying to take out the good people. The devil wants to take out the good people and the good people, what are we doing? We're coming against strongholds and principalities, hallelujah, and we are going to take out the assignments of Hasatan. And what we don't need is we don't need believers going rogue and starting to uh, do what? Getting prompted and, and getting impartations from the devil himself to come against the work of Yehovah within our lives and within our calling in Messiah. Hallelujah. So that was a good meeting with him, and I shared. We had a great time. It was really powerful. It was a time of restoration. Thank you, Father for that moment. It took years and years and years. And sometimes it takes years for these things to clear up because the devil, he just, man, I tell you what, he wants to put doubt and unbelief in the hearts of the body of Messiah. And I'm here today to say enough's enough. This Passover, we come against the assignments of evil. We break the assignments of evil. And, you know, we're going to point on a couple of things of what happens to Judas right here in this section. Hallelujah. So Yeshua knew that the Father had put all things under his power. If you just join him, we're in John chapter 13. Hallelujah. And that he had come from Elohim and was returning to Elohim. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and he wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin. And he began washing the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Yeshua replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Yeshua answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. 
And this is just what we saw in Matthew chapter 3 at the mikvah of Yeshua at the baptism where John the Baptist says, I, I'm not even worthy to carry the, uh, the thongs of your sandals. I can't even hold your buckles. And what did Yeshua say? Let it be in accordance with the word. This is going to fulfill all righteousness. It's important. Look, look, Simon Peter, if you don't let me wash your feet, you have no part of me. You have no power of me. We need to be washed by the Messiah. Then, then uh, verse 9, Then Lord Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Yeshua answered, A person who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. Wow. Hallelujah. Interesting what's happening there. The importance of the washing of the feet. You are clean, but not every one of you are clean. Well, it's not talking about your feet. Yeshua is washing the disciples' feet. He's not talking about the feet. It's talking about you haven't washed yourself. You're, you're not washed. We're coming up to Passover. We know that we're going to deal with unleavened bread. They are walking in the feast. They understand this. You know, Simon Peter, you are clean, but not everyone is clean. Are we dealing with the, the intent of our heart? Are we dealing with the sin factor within our lives to bring us to the place of victory where we can come through and be everything that the Father has called us to be? Are we getting the leaven out of our life? This is what is so important at this time. So you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray, betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. Don't think that everyone is clean around you as we're coming up to this Passover time. Yes, I'm proclaiming the word of Yehovah as a warning to say, come on, let's come to the place and purify our hearts. Repent before him. Father, forgive us if we're not walking how we should be walking. For <coughs> forgive us if we've missed a whole chunk of the importance of the blessings of what we can receive during this season of Passover and unleavened bread. And of course, don't forget first fruits. Why? This uh, Sunday coming, He is risen. It is the day of the resurrection. Hallelujah. We worship you, Yeshua. You are amazing. So we want to be clean. We want to purify our hearts. Father, we align ourselves with you right now. We just call on your name. Hallelujah. Man, I tell you, I'm excited. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. He says, do you understand what I have done? He asked them, you call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one whom sent, who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I'm not referring to all of you. I know those who, uh, whom I have chosen. But this is to fulfill the scripture. He who shares my bread 
has lifted up his heel against me. He who shares my bread has lifted up his heel against me. Psalm uh, 41 verse 9. Hallelujah. I am telling you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am he. I tell you the truth. Whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me. And whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. Hallelujah. This is important. There is only one way to the Father, and that is through the Son. There's only one way. We have got to come to the Father through the Son. We've got to come. Yes. Hallelujah, Gary. We've got to come and recognize that He is our example. We want to follow in your ways. Hallelujah. Anyway, before I go on to this next section, you know, where it says, unless I wash your feet, you have no part of me. Uh, we continue to need Yeshua to wash our feet. So we have salvation. We are cleansed. We're born again of the Spirit. But guess what? We need to be, we need the sanctification uh, of the washing of our feet because of the stain of sin as we walk out our lives within this world. As we are going out there, there's stuff that's going to catch on to us. You know, the coronavirus can try and catch on to you. But we choose right now to be washed, to be cleansed in the Spirit. That's why when you go outside or you go to the grocery store, come back. Make sure you take a shower. Uh, make sure that you, you get refreshed after being outside so that everything can get washed off. And this is what we see with the washing of what's taken place with Yeshua washing the disciples' feet that we uh, are cleansed, that we are sanctified so that we can get where we need to be. The washing of the feet is an example of our faith walk and our service for others. Let's wash the feet of others. How can we serve you? How can we reach out and serve this community to make a difference for the King? Hallelujah. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the example of Yeshua. So, you know, the night of the betrayal of Judas is not just, oh, guess what? Do, 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 do. It's the night of the betrayal of the Messiah. Let us mourn. No, in the midst of the charity, <laughs> of the charity, in the midst of the chapter concerning his betrayal, we see the example of Messiah bringing forth the glory of God, which far out amplifies, which far out speaks than uh, the, the works of Satan. So even in the midst of it, we're seeing that Yeshua, he has no problem with his identity in the midst of attack. And when that gentleman gave me that Judas kiss and those people were all coming against me and it looked like in the natural, wow, they, they are really out to destroy you in every way possible. They are trying to destroy you. And they, they were obsessed with destroying my life. And I just took it to the Father in prayer and I saw the victory of Yehovah turn that entire situation around. I, I saw it. Well, it didn't shake my faith. I wasn't going to be shaken. Yes, it was painful. And I'm sure it was painful for Yeshua to see what was happening in the life of Judas. Why? Because he washed Judas's feet. Verse 21, after he had said this, Yeshua was troubled in spirit and testified. He's troubled in spirit. He cares. 
He even cares for those who are out of sync with the will of God. If you are in sin tonight, Yeshua cares for you. Come to him. Humble yourself before him. Get the leaven out of your life and let's align ourselves in his spirit. I tell you the truth, one of you is going to betray me. Betray me. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which one of them he meant. Well, look, everyone, what are you talking about? Man, one of us, you know, we are the invincible 12th, you know, one of us, you know, we're the ones that are so close to you. One of us, who could it possibly be? A house divided against itself will fall. It's, you know, it's amazing how the enemy is always looking at who can he infiltrate? How's he going to break a family? How's he going to break relationships? How's he going to break community, cause splits, uh, cause disagreements? You know, this is the plan of the enemy. The disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which one he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Yeshua loved, that's John, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, Ask him which one he means. Leaning back against Yeshua, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Yeshua answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread. And when he dipped it in the dish, the hummus, when he dipped it in the hummus, Make sure you have hummus. I better tell my wife. I wonder if we're going to make some hummus for Passover. You know, I know we're going to have an awesome time. It's not going to be the same this year as what it is in normal years. You know, we're going to do things a little different again uh, to how we do our Passover meal. The one whom I will give this piece of bread when I've dipped it in the dish. Then he dipped the piece of bread and he gave it to Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. Why? He's exposed. He's exposed. He's got nothing to hide. You know, before you're hiding, before you're, you're walking in the ways of Satan, you're entertaining his requests, his prompts, his actions, and now, all of a sudden, you're exposed. So now, <laughs> Satan can just come and manifest in you. Why not? You know, you've got nothing to hide. This is who you are. This is the reality of who you are. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. And then Yeshua said this, What you are about to do, do quickly. Yeshua told him, but no one in the meal understood, uh, understood why Yeshua had said this to him. Since Judas had charge of the money, some thought Yeshua was telling him to buy what was needed for the feast or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out and it was night. Big question, was Yeshua dipping unleavened bread or leavened bread in the dish? <laughs> I believe he was dipping leavened bread because it wasn't the Passover. The next night was the Passover. And this was the last night when you have bread because tomorrow we get rid of all the bread. 
and uh, we make sure that it is not on our properties. We get rid of the, the leaven. Hallelujah. But what we see here is the leavened bread represents the sin. And as soon as the exposure happens here with Judas, he leaves. And what's taking place? Yeshua is removing the leaven. He's removing the leaven. And I, I just want to say right now, you know, Father, thank you for what you do in our lives. I'm going to address us who choose to walk in righteousness and holiness and the Father in his ways. I address the assignments of the enemy that when people operate with evil intent, that tonight, Father, you will remove them. You will remove their assignments. You will remove them. That we will not be partakers of the same dish father now we know judas is coming back we know that's going to happen because this is the escalation of what's going to take place hallelujah but isn't that amazing that the leaven was removed judas was removed verse 31 when he was gone yeshua said now is the son of man glorified and Elohim is glorified in him. And this is what we're speaking. Father, pour out your glory. Bring a cleansing anointing over the land of Israel right now in Yeshua's name. And we proclaim it over your nations right now as well. Father, bring uh, the glory of God, the, the purity of the Spirit over the nations. Glorify the Messiah in and through our lives because we yield to you and we walk in your ways. We walk in your feasts. If Elohim is glorified in him, Elohim is glorifying the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, verse 33, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me and just as I told the Jews... So I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Well, obviously what he's saying here, a new command I give to you, it's a command we find in Leviticus chapter 18 and Leviticus, sorry, Leviticus 19 verse 18 and 19 verse 34. And it also talks about it in Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 18. It's not a new command, but what does it mean when he says a new command? What he's basically saying is this. I'm renewing the command. I'm refreshing this command within your mind. So when you look at it in English, you think, oh, it's new. Well, if you go back to the scripture, you see it's not new. So it's our English translation that's the problem here. It's not that it's a new commandment. No, a new command. I'm renewing this. I want to bring this to its fullness, to the fullness of attention before you. This is the command I give you. Love one another. Don't forget this. Let this be refreshed at this time. And this is my encouragement to every one of us that we will love one another as the Father has loved us. Hallelujah. Simon Peter asked him, Lord, uh, where are you going? Yeshua replied, where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Now, wait a second, Simon Peter. What are you doing at this time? 
why are you bringing this up at this time? You know, you know, it's where are you going? What's going to happen? We go into chapter 14 and, you know, it's like we still haven't got the message, you know, it's still not sinking. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Then Yeshua answered, will you really lay down your life for me? I tell you the truth before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. You'll disown me three times. So we think we can follow in a certain way. Listen, we need to hold back and we need to walk in his ways. Then it says this, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in Elohim. Trust also in me. In my father's house are many are many rooms. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back to take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas says, Lord, we don't know to where you're going. So how can we know the way? Yeshua answered. What did he answer? I am the way the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Hallelujah. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. What are we sharing tonight? I don't want to prolong our message tonight. I want us to be encouraged. It is the day of the betrayal of Judas. It's the day he is sent out. It's the day where this happens, right now, the day before Passover. He is sent out. And I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to don't lose your identity in the Messiah when the assignments of the enemy come. Allow Yeshua to wash your feet. We need to come and say, Yeshua, cleanse me from the dirt of this world. Cleanse me from whatever will stick to me from this world as I walk through this world bringing your gospel of the kingdom to this generation. May you wash me. And let's be people who wash the feet of others. So tonight, I just want to speak the washing of the Spirit. We don't have to get bowls and all sit around the room washing each other's physical feet. You can do it if you want, you know, but that's not the whole purpose of this portion of Scripture. The portion of Scripture is to basically come to the place and just say, Father, thank you for your sanctification. Thank you that you are, are brushing off those things that have stuck to me. You're, you're taking them off. You know, that's why you wash the feet. Why the feet? The feet are the most dirtiest. You had the sandals on your feet. You know, when you came into the home, you know, uh, take your shoes off. You know, and, and during this whole corona thing, what they're saying, take your shoes off because your shoes can be carrying things into your house. You know, wash your feet. If you're wearing flip-flops that's what we wear today i could never wear a flip-flop you know having that thing that goes between your toe and your and your the big toe and the other toes you've got to be kidding me man i tell you what my brain's having a mental breakdown i cannot wear a flip-flop it's never going to happen me and flip-flops are not going to happen a man what are men doing wearing flip-flops anyway that's weird <sighs> allow yeshua to wash the things that stick to you from this world. So let's just pause a second right now. Father, I ask you, Father, right now just to wash us, to cleanse us. 
we want to be cleansed. We want to come to that place where we can just be sanctified, Father, that whatever is trying to stick to us, whatever the enemy is trying to throw on the body of Messiah, for those who are on this uh, broadcast right now, I ask you, Father, just to wash us, to cleanse us, to prepare us. We're, we're washing ourselves, Father, but we need a special washing from you. This is not, you know, look, he had a bath. I'm sure he washed his feet when he had a bath. You know, Simon Peter, you know, your whole body is clean. You know, I'm, I'm only asking to wash your feet. Father, thank you. Help us, Father, to be those that care about the needs of others to such a way that we will minister your love and your peace to them and be an example like Yeshua and wash the feet of others. That you've called us to a life of servanthood. And we want to serve you. We choose to serve you. We want the reflection of who you are to be through our lives at every point. So, Father, we give you glory and we worship you. Hallelujah. I hope you're blessed and encouraged with the ministry tonight. I tell you what, you know, I'm just humbled at what the Father is doing in and through our lives at this time. I stand in the gap right now, Father, for all the families who are losing loved ones because of this plague, because of this virus. Father, we ask that this virus will stop. It will stop uh, in destroying our nations, destroying our economies, destroying families. Father, will you use this moment that the enemy is setting up to... Uh, destroy and attack mankind because we have given them legal rights. But Father, the body of Messiah is rising at this time of Passover and we're saying, Father, deliver your people from this trouble. Deliver us and may we be a testimony to minister to wash the feet of this generation. I speak salvation over the nations of the world today. Salvation over Israel as we come into Passover, this lockdown, you know, from 3 o'clock tomorrow, we are locked down. You cannot leave your home from 3 p.m. tomorrow till 7 a.m. the next day. This is supernatural. That's every home in Israel. You cannot leave your home. You cannot be on the street. This is a full lockdown for Pesach. Even the Arabs can't leave their home. Father, will you start visiting the homes of Arabs during this Passover? Will you start visiting the homes of atheists who sit there saying, I'm not doing this Passover, I'm just going to eat my bacon and sausage and whatever, chips. Father, will you move by your spirit and convict people unto salvation of the truth of Messiah at this time? What an amazing day we are in. I'm really in a place right now where it's uh, where I believe we're going to look back in a couple of days and just say, look what the Father has done. Wow. <laughs> look what he has done. We're standing before the Red Sea. We see this big wall before us. You've got Pharaoh and his army coming to destroy us. The plague after its fullness is coming to destroy us. 
There's no way to go. There's no way out. Father, we're in a place. How do we get out of this? How many weeks, how many months do we have to stay in isolation? Or will you open up the Red Sea? Will you open up a way? Father, we prophesy a way to be opened up. We come against this uh, attack. We say to this coronavirus, you will stop in Yeshua's name. We speak to the principalities. We come against your assignments over our cities, over our communities, over our nations. And we pull down your strongholds in Yeshua's name. We release our angels to work on our behalf to bring forth healing and deliverance to this generation. And what the enemy is setting up to bring destruction through Judas to come against the son of Elohim. To destroy the promises of all mankind. This is what Judas represents. One coming to destroy all mankind. And that's what a plague seeks to do. It threatens the life of mankind. And we say, Father, in the name of Yeshua, will you have your way? Can we see a prophetic and a supernatural change that will happen in these next couple of days? We worship you, Father. We just lift up your name. Thank you, Father, for those who are watching. Thank you, Father, for our time tonight. If you've been blessed and encouraged with the ministry, don't forget, go to bulldozerfaith.com and join our newsletters. Get on Facebook on our Bulldozer Faith page. If you just go to the Facebook top where you have the search, just put Bulldozer Faith in there and like the page, connect with us there so that we can really build up that platform because my personal platform is kind of full right now. We can't really go any further there, so we're going to have to start building on the other platform. If you're watching on YouTube, thanks for watching. I know you're not watching this live, but we appreciate you joining us, and I pray this word has been an encouragement to you no matter what time of day or year or month that you are watching this in. But we're talking about being in line with the feasts of God and walking in His ways. If you want to support the ministry, I'm asking you to come together in intercession over these next few days. Pray that the Father will use us as a shelter of refuge for those experiencing domestic violence. May the Father open that door because that's, that's the doors we're knocking on right now. If you want to support our work and give to our mission and, and, uh, and fund the projects that we do in the land, we're always looking for creative ways to outreach. If you want to put money into our fund, you can do that through bulldozerfaith.com forward slash give. You can go there right now and make a donation. If you are experiencing financial hardship, I'm not asking you to give at this time. We pray, Father, for protection over every person who has lost their work, that's going through challenges right now. Father, that you will be their source, that you will give them miracles during this week of Passover and unleavened bread, that you will cleanse the body. And for those who are blessed, those who, who have increased, those the Father is blessing through the midst of this, if you want to give, then we appreciate you standing with us. We need people to stand with us at this time. We have got a backlog that we have got to hit, you know, but we are pressing forward. We are not sitting back going, oh, what's going to happen? We know that the Father will meet all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And that's what we stand on. So how does he do that? He does it through the believers. 
You know, we see supernatural provision. We see increase coming to our lives. But we also see those that the Father moves on to give into our work. We have non-profits in the U.S. and Canada. And uh, you can give through the U.K. and also through Israel. You can go online and see and give in the currency wherever you're watching from in the world. So anyway, thanks for watching. Thanks for being with us. Until tomorrow, I will be out of isolation. I will be broadcasting tomorrow on Facebook Live. Out of isolation. Hallelujah. I can't wait. Uh, maybe I'll do the freedom dance or something. Hallelujah. Anyway, thanks for joining with us. Yep, Arlene, you're late. You can go back and watch it from the beginning. All right, take care. Shalom, shalom. Hallelujah.